Paddle Podcast, we review whether or not the urine dipstick paddle works to help identify urinary tract infections, or what we'll call UTIs from now on, in dogs and cats. Being that 14% of dogs will develop a UTI at some point in their life, and that UTIs are more prevalent in older versus younger cats, veterinarians should be well aware of how to treat UTIs. Keep in mind that most UTIs in dogs and cats involve a single bacterial species, with E. coli being the number one isolated bacteria from the urine of dogs and cats, followed by Staph, Proteus, Klebsiella, Enterococcus, and Strep. So, what's the best way to confirm a UTI? Ideally, the patient should have a cystocentesis followed by a complete urinalysis and quantitative aerobic bacterial culture, what we'll call QABC from now on. The QABC is an important modality to get an estimate of the number of bacteria and determine if the bacteria are clinically relevant to the UTI. Unfortunately, QABC and antimicrobial susceptibility testing often aren't done due to cost. Rather, a presumptive diagnosis of a UTI is often made based on lower urinary tract signs with antibiotics empirically chosen by pet owners. However, repeated empiric antibiotic treatment without QABC and antimicrobial susceptibility testing can lead to inappropriate antibiotic selection, potential unnecessary adverse drug reactions, and possible selection of resistant bacteria. More recently, the use of urine dipstick paddles, aka dip slides or paddle testers, have been used in veterinary medicine. These paddles have been used for decades in human medicine for detection of bacterial cystitis. But do they work in dogs and cats? Previously, the reported sensitivity, in other words, the ability to detect a true positive of these paddles was 73 to 99%, while the reported specificity, in other words, the ability to detect a true negative was 94 to 99%. That said, there has been a wide range of reported success, ranging from 54 to 95% when it comes to correctly identifying the bacterial species. What comes with a paddle? It's a culture paddle with each side embedded with a different standard culture media, which supports growth of most commonly isolated urinary bacterial pathogens in dogs and cats. According to the manufacturer, there's a 99% correlation of results with laboratory culture methods. However, no antimicrobial susceptibility information can be obtained from the urine dipstick paddles. The pros and cons of the urine dipstick paddles? Well, one pro, they're potentially an inexpensive screening tool for veterinarians before starting empiric antibiotic therapy. By the way, the manufacturer recommendations are to pour urine directly onto the urine dipstick paddles. Unfortunately, there's often insufficient volume to do this. Preliminary testing was then done to compare two different methods for inoculating the urine dipstick paddles, one by dripping 0.25 mils of urine from a syringe onto each side, and the other way by using a 10 microliter calibrated loop to inoculate each side. The results found that 0.25 mils of urine was deemed sufficient, and they got comparable colony counts with both of these methods. So, Yabaranol out of UC Davis wanted to confirm if these urine dipstick paddles that are marketed for veterinary use actually work or not. In a prospective study, they collected urine samples via cystocentesis, urinary catheter, or midstream catch on multiple patients. The urine sediments that were suggestive of UTI, in other words, evidence of pyuria, hematuria, or bacteuria, 
were prioritized for inclusion into the study to increase the number of positive samples. Randomly selected urine samples with inactive sediments were also used in this study. If you've never seen one of these urine dipstick paddles, they have two types of media, one on each side, and are attached to a screw top that's inserted into a plastic container. These should be stored at room temperature. The presence of bacterial colonies is identified based on color change, in other words, green to yellow or blue, depending on the bacteria. One can then estimate the bacterial colony counts using a chart provided by the manufacturer. The urine dipstick paddles, once inoculated, should be incubated at 37 degrees Celsius, approximately 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and monitored for growth, which is typically seen 16 to 24 hours after inoculation. In this study, a total of 207 urine samples were evaluated, 149 from dogs, 58 from cats. Additional microbiology laboratory testing of urine samples was performed on 30.9%, which had bacterial growth. Of these, 58 of these samples were obtained by cystocentesis, and six were collected by midstream catch. The most common isolate identified was E. coli in 38, followed by Enterococcus in 19, Staph in 10, then far fewer other types of bacteria. Overall, there was excellent agreement of the urine dipstick paddle with the microbiology laboratory results for the presence or absence of bacterial growth. Two investigators evaluated these results on the urine dipstick paddles. Both investigators were not aware of urinalysis and QAVC results for each sample. The first investigator found growth on 30.4%, or 63 of the 207 samples, of the urine dipstick paddles, with a reported sensitivity and specificity when compared to microbiology lab results of 95.3% and 98.6% respectively. With the first investigator, the urine dipstick paddles had three false positives and three false negatives. The second investigator identified growth on the urine dipstick paddles of 28%, or 58 out of 207 samples, with a reported sensitivity and specificity of 89.1% and 99.3% respectively. With the second investigator, the urine dipstick paddles had two false positives and six false negatives. Both investigators found that growth was observed within 24 hours after inoculation for all urine dipstick paddles that had growth. They also found complete inter-investigator agreement with regard to identification of the E. coli, but far lower with identification of other types of bacteria, such as Staph and Enterococcus. 11 of the urine samples had growth of greater than one uropathogen at the microbiology laboratory. However, this mixed bacterial growth was not identified on the urine dipstick paddle by either investigator. Randomly selected 33 urine dipstick paddles with bacterial growth were sent to the microbiology laboratory for confirmation. Almost 76% or 25 out of 33 of the samples submitted were the same pathogen identified on the urine dipstick paddle as isolated on QABC, which was good correlation. Of these, 3 out of 33 samples that were submitted to the microbiology laboratory could not culture any bacteria despite having a positive reported urine dipstick paddle result, in other words, a false positive. Of the 33 samples submitted, five out of 33 also isolated a totally different bacteria as reported by the urine dipstick paddle. Lastly, the investigators were able to detect substantial bacteria growth, in other words, 
greater than 105 CFU or colony forming units per mil on the urine dipstick paddles, but accurate counts were not possible. Overall, the urine dipstick paddle system proved sensitive and specific with good inter-investigational agreement for detection of bacterial UTIs in dogs and cats. So, what can we take from this Vet Girl podcast? The urine dipstick paddles were good for determining if a UTI was present, but not for identification of bacteria, despite what the manufacturer says in their provided materials. Urine dipstick paddles are especially poor at identifying when multiple bacteria are present in a urine sample. That said, based on the results of the study, you can use a urine dipstick paddles as a screening tool, but not for bacterial identification. Plus, you don't get antimicrobial susceptibility with this technique. Urine dipstick paddles could also be a cost-effective manner for rechecking cultures in patients during and after antibiotic therapy, especially for those recurrent UTIs. There are some limitations of this study. First, there were relatively low numbers of urine samples with bacterial growth, 64, and even fewer with mixed bacterial growth, 11. Also, the authors didn't separate dog and cat results to determine any species differences. Another limitation of this study, not all urine dipstick paddles with bacterial growth were sent to a microbiology laboratory for confirmation, limiting the diagnostic power of this study. Finally, only a few samples had a less common pathogen, such as Klebsiella, Pseudomonas, Proteus, or yeast, or gram-positive bacteria, so it's hard to determine the accuracy due to these low numbers. In conclusion, if you have a positive growth on a urine dipstick paddle, ideally you should recommend submitting a fresh sterile urine sample or a refrigerated urine sample stored for less than 24 hours to a microbiology lab for QABC and antimicrobial susceptibility testing. Yes, it's less convenient for the pet owner to have to come back to get another urine sample to send out, but it'll potentially save them some money.